Raisin Man Arena. What's up? Hello, hey. Sam. <laughs> Just my my white no, thigh. Get in there, yeah, get in there, like get that. your face in there. What's up, Kyle? What's up, Razor Manarina? Is... in the chat. Can you hear us? Everybody can hear us. Cool. Um, welcome to Raisin Manarina. This is me, Felipe, Sarah Wilson, Sam Lanier. Yeah. Where we talk about the issues of the week. And there's Will flexing yeah. in the back. Will the, in the back. The issues yeah. of the weekend, oh boy, are we going to get through it. It's been a crazy week. Some, sometimes you read the news online or you watch it on television and it's filled with details. You don't understand all the details. And all the experts say, this is too complicated mm-hmm. for us to explain fully mm-hmm. here. And that's why you come to Race and Men Arena. Oh my God. We, there needs to be more people, more uh, science explainers, people who explain science. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. who tell you more so what to think about the oh, issues rather than just, oh, there's an issue. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because I hear all these facts and I'm like, what do I even do with this? What side am I on? No exactly. So. Yes. What uh, What's going on in, in Israel and Palestine right now? And what does it have to do with mitosis and the water cycle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Because that's really the bottom line with all the new stocks. Yeah. Where do I put my stocks? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Speaking of, dude, you told me to put my stocks into a set of things. They're going down. How come you told him that? They're going down. <laughs> Sam, why did you tell him that his money? I think I, I think really Sam's trying to Sam. I think Sam's trying to get me to go uh, go broke. Stop telling Felipe to put his money into stuff that you know. He's I don't go know what you put him in. Huh? Did I you, put him in safe. Did you put him in, in little safe. animation? No. <laughs> Comic books. Yeah. No. Yeah. Stuff you like? No, I put them Big in oatmeal. safe. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love beans. Can I? Is there a bean stock? No. No, I put them in index funds. ETFs. And that's yes. what you told them it is? Which, which sector? What market? You know, some big market cap, some medium market cap. Are going down? I lost uh, something like like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. That's the game. Maybe brother. a couple thou. That's but, the game. But then he's going to get it back? Triple? You can get it back trickle, triple, Felipe. If you... If you uh, pay me, to <laughs> no, over. I knew, I no, knew the no, first, no. the first taste was no. free, but now you have me hooked. Uh, if you go to my That's university, oh, no. Alex just sold his Bitcoin as soon as it started to go down a little bit. No, wait, yeah. okay, this is a piece of news, and I was elated because I hate cryptocurrency. We, I think we all hate it here at the Raising Man Podcast. One of the issues that we say, no, no, yes, yeah. if we we don't take a position on a lot of things, but crypto, I hate it. We don't and like NFTs. We don't like crypto. Don't like NFTs. Don't like crypto and all crypto tanked uh, either this week or last week dogecoin ethereum bitcoin uh i don't know whatever else poop coin dogecoin you said that? yeah dogecoin it, it all tanked tanked it all tanked because apparently the chinese Shit government coin. said no more uh, uh no more crypto transactions i don't know why they're pulling they're pulling the levers and then because um elon musk he said he used to say i love crypto and then he said psych he said psych he said psych he said it's too environmentally something and i think he used to be able to pay for teslas with bitcoin and he was like psych wow that's crazy because they just like put i feel like so that you can do bitcoin on like venmo and stuff like they're now putting it in all the apps it's 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 also funny because China invented was the country originally that invented, invented dollar paper dollar paper dollars yes. really yes like like in the 15th century 
even earlier. <gasps> and like the shogunate? No, wait, that's Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Ming Dynasty? <laughs> no, it's you, know, you, get, you get a cultural fact wrong. It's not so. <laughs> yeah, in the true. Ming Dynasty, that's China. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got that All right. right. Katanas, Felipe. Which country? Uh, <laughs> so that's mm. Japan, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> well, of course, that's Japan. So all that that coin is going down, and I don't think it's over though. No, it's not over till the fat lady sings, yeah, and then, then it could, you know it could, it could go back up. That's right. Yeah. So now's the time to buy. Yeah, I guess you buy the dip, is what they say. Let's see what, what Kyle's saying. My Kyle's saying my ETFs have been fucked from the day I set foot in the game. Bro, get out of there. ETFs are bad. I then did a shot coin did and lost coin. Almo- a shit coin. Lost all of it uh, instantly. And then uh, Julia says, Will, Will. And then she says, I was just on a podcast for the first time and it was so exhausting. And I don't know how you guys do it every week. I have a new respect. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. We take breaks. Sarah takes the most she took a little break. <laughs> you, you think that's right? No I, no, I probably take the most breaks, honestly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you take the most breaks. No, I take the most breaks. But you want to take the yes. most breaks. What I really need a break from is the stress afterwards of being like, why did I say all that stuff? And is that going to come back in some way? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You need a yeah. big dose of sort of like SSRIs to yeah. just <laughs> like settle you out after the podcast. <laughs> just a big Xanax. Totally. The actual doing of it's fine. You're kind of in a trance. Just yeah, face us Xanax. Yeah. Well, the trick, Sarah, is to uh, actually not have any friends. Uh, that you don't uh, have to worry. Exactly. Yeah. Keep four or five friends, live with them, and then you don't have to worry about what you say or don't say on the podcast. Yeah. Because well, your net is so shallow. I worry more about a more delusional fear, which is like being a famous person and then being called to task for some errant remark that I don't even remember making or not saying that I disagreed with something that Felipe said that was wrong or something. Oh, that, wait, so you think that you my, think my you would go down for something I said? Mm-hmm. Really? So your fear <laughs> yeah. isn't even you saying something, it's me saying something and you not denouncing me quickly something. enough. Yep, and I would denounce you as quickly as oh I could. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? We should play back some of the great clips that Sarah has said. Yeah. Wait, um, uh, play back quick. Bloop, 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 bloop. Um, I really think that um, no. you should only be on welfare for no. <laughs> no. a little oh. bit of I was, time. I was joking. Go back to work. I was joking. <laughs> no, I started saying it because I thought you were imitating my voice. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Felipe is really encouraging. Like that. Do you think I have like? Pro- Sometimes I say things to you, and I'm like, oh, does Sarah think I have problematic views? Do I think you have problematic yes. views? Um, no. <laughs> it wouldn't. It would be fine if you did. I'm just curious. You don't have to. You don't have to sugarcoat the truth, Sarah. Do I think you have problematic views? Honestly, my mind is going kind of blank okay. on what your views are. I mean, if it doesn't What's come, some of your views. If it doesn't look, I just wanted to hear if you said, "Oh yes, of course," you know. But if you're not saying, "Oh yes, of course." Give me a second to think. Oh, my God. While you guys talk about something else, and I'll tell you a view that I, you have that I don't like. Uh, Laura said, excited to sit back and watch this show. Oh, wait. So, Laura and Julia were on the what podcast? Um, what podcast would bring Laura and Julia together? I, what, Could it be Laura's what? podcast? Uh-huh. Could it have been Laura's podcast? Yeah, but wait, Laura, is Laura's going to say, I was also there and also tired? Do not bring up another podcast. Oh, Laura's podcast. In, in our podcast chat. Yeah. I, think is, I think that's the number third or fourth rule mm-hmm. of the chat yeah we always say that the number one rule 
Keep uh, keep your chin up high. Keep participating. Keep participating. What you yeah. put in, you'll get out. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The more you talk in the chat, yes. the more. Occasionally, we'll look at it, and Felipe or Sarah will read it out loud. That's right. That's okay, I disagree gift. with Felipe's view that you should always tell the truth. I think sometimes. Uh, I was talking about political, political. views. I mean, that's just a fuck. personal fuck. aspect. Fuck. Okay, I keep thinking about Sarah it. Sarah thinks you should always tell <laughs> lies, for the record. <laughs> she thinks you should mm-hmm. lie to your friends. You should think of what lies the best lie. <laughs> and that's Which what you lie will get you what you want. Yeah. Um, wait, I would also wanted to say that when, when all the cryptos were dying this week, so I was very happy. Um, and if, out of spite, pure spite. I was happy too. And I, but a, a couple, like a month ago, I went on a date with somebody and it was a bad date. We just did not align on anything and she uh-uh. loved trading Dogecoin. In fact, I think it was her main source of income. And so I felt, I felt two ways about the Dogecoin f- f- fall because I thought, oh, this person's probably having a really hard time today. And, you know, we had the date and the day after I didn't even, I'd never texted her back. It was just mm. not a, not a date. I was, I didn't like her. And, but then I thought, what if I texted her back two months later being like, sorry about How's Dogecoin. Coin? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it might be a little, a little petty. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that would be extremely petty and totally unnecessary. Bet your shit sucks today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bet you have less money than you did before. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I just thought, um, that. Someone you go on a date once, even once, you have complicity with them now. They're part of your world, and you should keep them in your thoughts to some extent. So me thinking about her suffering that day, I thought, oh, as a person who's crossed my path at least once, I should... Send. Always hold her in my heart. Yeah, yeah. and send some <laughs> words of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> so um, The Meshki Hive says everyone's hair is looking good. Oh, um, Annabelle did a series on her story this week of people's sex flops, biggest sex flops. She just asked them and like Uh lots of people wrote in and they were crazy what people have been through. And it just made me think like, damn, that's right. Like people are out here fucking all the time. All kinds of stuff's happening. Like what happened? Basic level stuff of just like obviously people getting thrown up on or shit on. I mean, shit on a dick. Shit on a dick is classic. Throw up on the dick. I haven't done it, but I can easily see how that could happen. Um, I'm trying to think of like some of the crazier ones. A lot of people just like saying random ass mean stuff to people that they're having sex with. That you're like, wow, that's really, that would really make me cry. What, like what? <laughs> um, people commenting on these people's bodies. Uh-huh. Honestly, I'm kind of drawing a blank now that I brought this up mm-hmm. for what any of them were. But I just watched through it and was like marveling at like, man, fucking really sets people up to be in weird situations where it's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, something like. Wow, your your clit is so small. Do you think that would make yeah, you cry? Your clit is so small, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. The best is when you're having sex with a normal person, you know, and nothing <laughs> yeah. weird happens. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're, they're most normal. Yeah, I think yeah. that's true. And then nothing can go wrong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a big realization in my moving. I'm now 26, so moving into my later 20s of like, it's okay to just have missionary sex sometimes with people. If that's yeah. what you want to do. And yeah. you don't need to do anything. Uh, if crazy. something weird happens to after sex, I also, I always end the sex like activity by saying, you're the most beautiful person I've ever had sex with. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that usually clears it up. Hmm. Clear, clears up any weird thing that happened during the act. Yeah, 
That's pretty that's good. Sweet. That's a nice thing to say. You're the most beautiful person. <laughs> yeah. It's the best sex I ever had. Your yeah. hair is like the ocean. You know, someone ever someone ever say, that was the best sex I ever had, and then it's not the best sex you've ever had, so then you're like, great. That's yeah. never happened to me. I think you'd have, you're crazy if you if you you said that out loud. No. D- you're crazy if you said to someone, that's the best sex no. I've ever had. Yeah. Yes. You, you you're setting crazy. yourself up for failure. You're setting, you're setting yourself, yourself up. up. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you have yes. no yeah. idea what that other uh, person's you know, been through. You know that classic <laughs> thing in movies where it's like, did you come? It's like, why would you ask that? I get asked that all the time. It's like, if you had, it's like. If if you, you should know. Yeah. You should say, have you come yet? And, but you're still having sex. You shouldn't finish it. then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, feel free to kind of Kyle says feel free to kind of talk about the Facebook ad. So Kyle was texting me at like five thirty in the morning. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I had woken up. Man, we had a night last night that we should talk about because we did a big show. Oh, we um, did the big show. Yeah, that's right. But I'll cut right to the Kyle part and then we'll do we we'll rewind back. Uh, I got a migraine at the end of the night and then so I woke up at five in the morning because I went to bed early and I was messaging Kyle and a friend of his appeared in a Facebook photo campaign for Ruggable. Have you heard about this one? What's Ruggable? Yeah. It's a, some sort of, I think it's like Netflix for rugs or something. <laughs> Wait, what? I have no idea. Oh, it's a, it's a startup uh, that sells rugs that are washable. Are regular rugs Ruggable. not washable? Ruggable.com. You can't, like, you, you can put that in the wash. Oh, yeah. so they don't have that, like, bottom gummy part? I guess so. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. So they're more like, uh, but then those rugs get, like, folded up. You know what I'm talking about? You put your foot on them, they get all wrinkly. Anyways, it's no, like Uber no, for rugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so Kyle's friend was in a ruggable ad campaign with their dog and their partner. And uh, she was featured not wearing shoes or socks. Okay. And so in the comments, it got taken over by the foot fetish community because she yeah. has cute feet. And people and Ruggable was like upset about it and didn't know how to approach her and like let her know about what was happening. Had she and been paid to be in the campaign? She, I Kyle was she paid to be in the campaign? Because if it was just a pick, I mean I'm sure she must have been. I'm sure she must have been. But it was funny because there was like one comment that floated at the top that obviously Ruggable had like pinned or they responded to. So it was up at the top that was someone being like. I got. I have a ruggable rug. I love it. Can't wait to buy more. Ruggable reply was like fantastic. And then every other comment was hedonistic, like fucked up. Put those feet in my mouth. (laughs) Those feet are going in my ass. (laughs) I want to suck on the toes. Exactly. I wanted to stomp on me. Exactly. And they just coming. And it made me sad for them. You know. I mean, I don't really care about a company. Um... But it's just the idea that they're so innocent with their little, like, well, we'll just make us look a nice little person on the rug. It'll be like a nice little ad. And then they got, yeah. they got fucked up. Yeah. 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 yeah the perverts they got decked the perverts, on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> they got deaded. Absolutely yeah. deaded. So, so innocent. I find the foot thing like, okay, so there are people who have a foot fetish, but now it's a thing on the internet where it's like, everybody's always talking about like the f- like feet like now everybody has the foot fetish or it's it's like and i'm like not everybody has this like not everybody cares no and it's interesting because when i was talking to kyle this morning i even thought about looking up and being like what what's the explanation for the foot fetish thing because i want to know like what the angle is on like why that would be a fetish that someone would have because i it doesn't make sense to me and mm-hmm. i don't know if that's even a reasonable question to ask like explain the meaning of the fetish to me but there's a lot of fetishes that i just get even though i don't have them like something about a giant woman stepping on you or something that I kind of get, but just the foot in just itself. Foot itself. I don't, yeah. I mean, it is naked, you know, it's like you don't usually see naked feet. Yeah. But like, so I just, I mean, I guess I just mean that I think a lot of people are memeing it. There don't really aren't attracted, but there are a lot of people memes. that are, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. You're but I just don't, it. There's I don't something kind of strange looking Same. about it. You know, you could kind of sexualize it. 
Because you can suck on them. I mean that too, but also it just has this strange shape and sort of yeah. You know what I mean? It so does. Uh, yeah, they are strange. They're kind of like they, they kind of look like like a sexual organ. I mean, not really. Hmm. I don't know. You ever think about that, Sam? You ever want to? It's nice because you can put stuff in between the toes. Mm. And I like having stuff in between my toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sand between your toes? You can suck that out. Oh, yeah. I like sand between the toes. Basically, anything you suck on, you can suck on. That can you, be sexual. That can be sexual. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam. <laughs> Welcome to my workshop. <laughs> That's funny. Why not? Hand fetishes. I think hands are much more handsome than... I don't get do. it, but God bless. Any Laura. protrusion of the flesh, yeah. I think, should end up in your mouth at some point <laughs> during the sexual act. I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah. that, that registers. Um, you want to talk about the show on Saturday? Um, oh, you know what I saw? So maybe this is a to talk, but I saw that HBO documentary about OxyContin, about the Purdue family, or the Purdue, Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not really trying to do anything wrong. It's all big misunderstanding. Right? Yeah, it's really not. <laughs> it was yeah. like a big fuck up, but yeah. it's okay now. They were just trying they, to get the drugs that people needed. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the documentary was like, my bad. <laughs> they got the cycle from me like, my bad. <laughs> I would just like to see like a, like just a, a heartfelt apology. And then yeah. we can put this all yeah. behind us. The country can heal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole country can... Mo was good friends, or not good friends, but I think friendly with one of the kids of the Sackler family. We talked about this in another episode, I believe. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, we said, and we said, uh, did he give her OxyContin? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gave her the best head she's ever had. Oh, wow. <laughs> Are you joking? No. I mean, I mean yes. Yes, I am you are joking. joking. No, it was not true. I'm not joking, Wait, but it's opposite joking? day. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. wow! Summer Sam is is oh going wildly. It's going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep track of this guy. Yeah. The twists of logic. Yeah, <laughs> having you go yeah. through firing on Dude, a thousand. Your c- cerebral cranial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Explorations. I just took my my um, vitamin D supplements. You know, so I'm <laughs> yeah. firing on all cylinders. <laughs> you got the nootropics on deck. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you want to talk about the show? Yeah, I want to talk about the show. Yeah, sure. We can talk not? about the issues, but we can talk about the show. I mean, you know, so everything is a microcosm of everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about what we know, then we'll reveal what we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the yep. show last night. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we did a show. It was a Simple Town show. Simple Town did a show. And I was on it, and Edie was on it, and... Sarah guy. smoked 15 cigarettes and threw up. I smoked a bunch of cigarettes, which I don't smoke, and um, then I did throw up. Um, oh poor baby yeah (laughs) it was at my house so that sucks and uh shoot what was i gonna say oh yeah what was funny about it was i there's a picture of me now on instagram smoking a cigarette and people dming me like you look cool in this uh and it was reminding me of in college when i first started smoking cigarettes that um somebody uh told a friend of mine that they were like sarah doesn't look like she's like supposed to be smoking she looks like she like got that from somebody else and she's just like kind of pretending or something and i was just like damn people People are out here knowing you without you ever even... They don't have to have seen that you were weird in high school to later know as an adult that, like, you're not cool enough to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, once a nerd, always a nerd. Exactly. You can't, you can't patch <laughs> you can't it can't change. Up. You can't hide. You can't run. Yeah. It's just on you. You're yeah, marked. The stink so, is on you. It's true. Yeah. So I don't smoke cigarettes. I, but I did buy a box for the show. 
And <laughs> is that not right? <laughs> so with the- she she got a carton of them shipped from Moldova. <laughs> and people were coming up to me all night for cigarettes and. Um, one friend was even like, oh, I'm asking you for them because I know all these other people who have them but who are actually addicted, so they need them and you don't need these because you don't actually smoke them. You're just so. a little girl. <laughs> and the cool. reason, he's got a whole box of them and doesn't even know what to do But the reason them. you got them was because you the stand-up you did. I wanted to smoke during my set, but I didn't light the cigarette before I started and then like I realized like unless I was really going to get like a huge rolling laugh, there wasn't going to be time to light a cigarette, which I didn't yes. even get that laugh. Um, yeah. So I like had to stop my set to light it and then it was like I think my hand was shaking which is sort of oh, no. um, so that I shouldn't have lifted my hand up um, and then I lit it and I like took one drag of it and then I was just like so focused on like trying to remember what the fuck I was doing that I don't even think it like went out immediately and I was like oh, was. I thought it was so funny that you wanted to like have a cigarette on stage like yeah. it was so, such a different version of Sarah mm-hmm. that I've never <laughs> I've never thought I wanted to do that because when I was in college and I used to we were like we smoked inside our fraternity house and so if we did shows i would smoke during the show and i just i have a memory of it being very cool so i wanted to do that and it didn't it didn't play out the way i thought <laughs> you, go, you, were like, you kept like you kept like digging in your pocket yeah, and it was obviously like hard my lighter, to get which, it out oh my god it was, it was you look like you're like some pow <laughs> with like post-traumatic stress <laughs> like shaking and stuff <laughs> <laughs> horrible, horrible. And then it gave me a horrible headache, and then I did have to throw up and go inside and lay down. And then the party went home without me. <laughs> that was crazy. I also got really anxious because I like called out my neighbor on the microphone for like being too loud late at night, and she was like out on her balcony watching the show. And I was like, I wonder if she heard what I said because it was like it was literally that lady that came out on the balcony who was oh, like who then was yelling, getting, who was getting into a fight yes, with the yes. burner while we were yes. Playing. So that stressed me out. I think that that's fine. I mean, she was being loud, so it's like... She doesn't know what apartment I live in. Yeah. <laughs> she knows just the she building. She can't come get you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I locked my window. Yeah, and uh, in the Simple Time performance, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was nice. It was fun. It was Tarkovsky-esque, yeah. as our oh, yeah. friend Ian <laughs> said. Ian said that some of the sketches were durational. <laughs> huh. Did you think they, they were they too were long? They were durational, for sure. Some of them ran a little long. The one where you just do different little things about mixed drinks... Yeah, for sure. That was long. That one broke my heart. <laughs> that one broke my little heart. Well, it was funny because I'm always. I think that, I think that sketch was good, but it was like I'm always the one who like bails early on stuff, and so then it was like you were like, okay, the point is the point of the sketch is like we're asking, we're playing frisbee and asking each other like boring questions, and then someone was like, but let's not bail too early let's like let it play out mm. and so during the sketch i was like i'm not gonna be the one to bail i don't want to be that asshole mm. <laughs> then you bailed out no it was just going and it went on pretty long you That's let it so go funny. on long i wasn't no, but it wasn't my responsibility no, no, i know i know I, i'm giving you props yeah. i said maybe a, a, some other version of of earlier version of Felipe would, would be like ah, i'm pete rogers oh, let's go to the next sketch <laughs> I, know, I, didn't, I didn't touch it and we just kind of kept seeing okay one of these questions is gonna slam and one then of, we're we'll one, get out of here one of these questions, we're getting out on the big laugh we're just waiting for that yeah. big laugh i think there's a version of that sketch where people laugh at every question mm-hmm. like every question is like a laugh line yeah. but i i think the audience didn't understand or the well i think the joke is it's like you know these people playing can jam so it's this bro sport right and then you see them 
start to connect and it's like when you you know when you watch dumb people connect over the dumbest thing but they're like love in their world they're like loving their life and like loving Mm -hmm. that they're connecting Mm -hmm. over this thing and you're like i think this is so stupid what you guys are talking about but i can't but i can't help but also be happy that you guys are connecting yeah and i I wanted it to be like that kind of a moment Hmm. um or or we wanted it to be like that um so yeah. Did, well, did you get any of that? I totally got that. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was sweet <laughs> when two of the characters left and then Will and Felipe were like, we actually were the ones connecting. I, lo- I thought that was great. Yeah. And we, we really got it, hit it off. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it. It was just a little uh, a little soft. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was yeah. explorational. It was explorational. <laughs> for sure. Um, I thought the diversity workshop sketch was funny. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I think a lot of them. There was like a lot of like, let's just kind of riff on this, and then it was. Yeah. Like, when you guys are pitching them to each other, were you just like laughing your asses off? Slapping each other on the it backs like and ball tapping each, each other. other. Well, we wrote we wrote the whole show in the, yesterday, so we write the shows the day that we do them, which usually actually works out really well. Um, in this case, it was, but it, you know, it was just like first show back so i think i think we used to have like a real like i think speed was always on our mind before in shows and i think this time it was just wasn't a thing that we were really talking about speed like let's get in get out of the sketch which is fine i think that's actually kind of more interesting to like but um i think also on top of that we would like write the sketches it was like one one draft and then mm. it's like all right looks good like move Perfect. forward yeah there's a, there a lot of sketches that was like you wrote the first half and then and then you were like and then we'll just improv this to the finish yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. take it home everybody that's funny the durational thing's also funny to me because i don't know if caroline's listening i think not probably not um but when we were in college sketch comedy group together caroline was very into the like don't let the joke end we've got to keep getting those like third fourth waves of laughter <laughs> oh, by making yeah. it go longer and longer she's still like that yeah and she would do that and i just remember being a freshman and like we were in this bit that was about being in a bad acapella group and me and caroline in the sketch together was like two other people and caroline was like i'm gonna be the one to end it you guys keep singing until i end it and do not stop oh until God. like yeah. i'm gonna end the sketch and she would let it go on for so long and it would really agonize me because i i don't like bad singing <laughs> like as yes. a joke because i think it's just like oh i hate listening to this <laughs> and then um <laughs> the like durational thing is just not my speed and uh yeah but now looking back it was very funny that she was so forceful about I it i think durational can be good if you like tap into something that's making the audience curious if if they feel like the audacity of what you're doing is funny to them or yes. if you're discovering yes. funny things yes. on the on the way yes but i think that if you're not careful you're just letting all the air out of the room and it like loses a lot of energy yes um yes yeah. and it really i also think durational pieces ultimately have to be about like playing with the audience you got to be really cued into the audience yeah and in this case Oh, it's just me and the podcast. Welcome to the Felipe Hour. I guess nobody else is on screen, so uh, it's really just about me and my thoughts. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's you, Felipe. You've you're finally getting your wish. I honestly, <laughs> honestly, this is kind of my dream show. Welcome, welcome to Raising Man Arena, Felipe Depoy. Just uh, join in the chat. I might play Dark Souls for a couple hours and just kind of hang out here all day. Kind of use it as a replacement for you know other like seeing people outdoors, which gives me anxiety and I get to just kind of be in front of the computer but it feels a little bit social so it, it's somewhere in the middle of between social 
between the thing I like and then the thing that yeah, I can get rid of the stuff I don't like. Uh, what is Kyle saying? Nice, pretty feet. I don't know if he's talking about me anymore. Felipe, were there any chicas at the party that you wanted to talk oh to? Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh. It's filled with chicas at the party. Felipe's all of... All about doing live shows again because yeah, he wants right. to start picking up chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the wife. Um, no, you know it was nice. It was nice to hang out. I th- I just think I like when I feel like these about a show, and then people come out to me. They're like, "Hey, great show!" I am like, I become like, like a micro expression detective, and I'm like. You didn't think it was a great show. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. great show. And it's like, you could have said that was so funny. Or like, oh my God. I that loved like, that. Yes. Yeah. Like, how did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. But people were like, great show. And I was like, fuck. Huge. But it's like. Standard. My, okay. Yeah. It's all in my head. I mean, and also it could be true, you know, and that would be fine if it was a fine show. But yeah. but I'm like in my head about it. You know what I was thinking after people were telling me that I did a good job is like, I, I there was a point in my life where I was trying to do the lesson of um, when someone gives you a compliment, you just say thank you. And you don't yes, um, of course. get into an argument with them yeah. about it. But then last night, I was just like, people were telling me I did a great job. And I just wasn't interested in receiving that feedback because I was like, I it, it was all my friends that were there. So I was like, we can talk about what actually happened and what I felt about it. But I don't really care to just receive. Or you can say, great job, and I'll say thank you. But I'm And I'm going to respond to that, though. But I'm not arguing with you to try to like make you feel defensive about giving me a compliment or something. But like... I don't know. I didn't do the show just so people would tell me I did a great job. Not that that's the implication of the compliment. Wait, so you're saying, so you're saying I, you don't want to hear the compliment at all? No, I, I definitely do. I, think I told you you did a good job. Yes, that's right. That's right. You I did. Mean, honestly, you did do a good job. I don't know. I mean, in this case, I don't know. What that's, I guess, is that what I'm saying, though? It's like, well, if I'm doing this performance for my friends and I'm working on my comedy as like a craft of a thing that I'm planning to do for like the rest of my life, <laughs> yeah. then uh i just like do want to have a conversation about how it actually went it's like sort of the point to me or something like if i was at a show that there was 300 people in the audience and a bunch of random people i didn't know came up and said i did a good job i would just say thank you but at a little brooklyn so like every show is kind of like a workshop so you're saying in this case you wanted people to tell you more in depth what they thought about no i just was like arguing with people sort of about it and um Jeez. i but i wasn't trying to make them feel awkward. You know, it's an awkward thing if someone, if you tell someone they did a great job and they're like, no, I didn't think so. And you're like, no, yes, you did. Like, that's stupid conversation. Yeah, it's not worth having. They're absolutely <laughs> punishing people for like Sarah. going up to you after shows and telling them Sarah. you did it. Sarah was just shouting down the audience <laughs> no. members while chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like, like, having vomit come <laughs> up her throat. You better not tell me I did a good job. Shut up. <laughs> if you really liked it, you said you, I, you would have said I did a really good job. No, seriously. What do you mean? What was your favorite sketch? <laughs> Just absolutely you know, torturing some you know, kind of person. You know what I'm talking about? Though, who doesn't yeah. even know no, who I mean, you are? No one knows, knows what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm just saying that I did want to talk to people about how it went and how it went. And people were just sort of insisting with me. I'm like, no, but you did a great job. No, but you did a great job. And I was just like, shh, shh, no. <laughs> That's not, I don't want to stop saying that. <laughs> I just want to talk. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not Shut I'm not gonna let you go to the bathroom until mouth. you give me three pieces of constructive <laughs> feedback. Which is funny because I did this joke about um Absolute psycho Felipe giving me feedback with? and acting like I really didn't like it when I loved it and you gave me that feedback. I, I thought know. it was great. And I took it in stride. I knew that you had liked it and it was funny that you roasted me on stage. Thank you. I was flattered. 
I was flattered that you finally did a joke about me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But as I was writing it, I was like, I'm not excited to do this joke because it's not true to how I feel. I think constructive criticism is awesome. And especially if you ask for it, for sure. And that like those tweets I see people do where they're like, they send people their scripts or whatever. And people give them back notes and they're like pissed off or something. I'm just like, hmm, what are you, why, why are you mad? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I just feel like you, you, you can't ask for feedback unless it's your really good friends right like, you can't ask for feedback from people right after the show right and you're like standing in the space where the act took yeah. place it's just it's like rude i think that's like a rude it's almost like what yeah I i'm looking rude. at, I'm looking at you. I was no rude. i just think it's like what i did was no, rude he said I, I just think it's like it's an anti-social strange thing to do and it's like oh if you really want feedback just like the next day you can you can follow up with people and be like hey I, you know Hey, will you come can, over? Can you tell me? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I know you were lying last night. <laughs> yeah. I could see the lie on your yeah. face. Yeah. And, and you also drank three beers. And I want you to Venmo me for those beers. <laughs> back on the table wasn't just for the party. That I bought those for myself. <laughs> I was trying to turn a profit. <laughs> Karen says, I thought you did a nice job, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Carlos says, we're just trying to get drunk, baby. That ma that comment makes me feel so silly. <laughs> we were just trying to get drunk. <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be a nerd. You don't want to be a nerd. Yeah. Will, she, uh, oh, Julia says Will, they want more of you. Come, come in back in and do a little... <laughs> awesome. Let's go. Let's go, Julia. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we got we went up to twenty viewers. Welcome to Raisin Man. Because you're getting real. Because we're because we're getting yeah. right down to it. Someone people watching got on the phone and said you gotta tune in because they're they're finally, finally saying that shit that no one says. Yes, about performing and like how it's so hard. Oh, no, we got twenty viewers. Julia if you're saying, seeing fifteen, refresh. No, bitch, refresh. I'm seeing twenty. No, it's twenty, brother. Refresh. Sheesh. Maybe I've said this on the <laughs> podcast before, but on the conversation of people giving you feedback after the show, have I told this about? I don't like when someone says like, "Oh my gosh, your performance like really inspired me. I really want to do oh, that." Yes, you talked something. about this because okay. you're like, this, yeah. "I must have made it look easy." Yeah, any old. Any, they're just letting anybody get up there, and <laughs> no big deal. Wait. And also, just like the idea of being like, "Oh, that makes me want to do it so bad." It's like, yeah, but I just did it. So why don't we talk about how I just did it? You want to do it and go go do it, and then we talk about how you did it. But you know, I was cracking <laughs> up when we did. Damn. We did that. I hate that. I hope this is okay to talk about. But when we did that improv, we did we did improv two weeks ago when we bombed we were talking afterwards <laughs> and i was like yeah i just felt like we were doing like shitty improv and or you were and you were just like yeah you guys did not make it look easy that rocks that rocks and there was someone there who like I had I had slept with before and then I like and I I think I still want to sleep with them and like I was kind of hoping I, I could go up to her afterwards and be like just like you know I just knocked out a show yes. like yeah. and I had to go up to her and Sexy. talk to her <laughs> after that set just sh like 10 minutes of really lukewarm diarrhea no. <laughs> to like go up and be like hey what's up and then, How's your and then well, the worst been? the worst was she comes up she's like hey you guys said great I'm heading <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh no amazing uh, alright see you later <laughs> goodbye amazing, amazing. oh 
my god. That's so funny. Well, because I really felt that about you guys not making it look easy. Where like every time I, a group is getting up to do improv, I'm just like, damn, I can't believe they're about to make all this shit up. And they're gonna act like they know who each other are in the bit and they know what's going on. It's amazing. And then I was just watching you guys like you made a jungle like you guys basically were like like you didn't even know the rudimentary rules of the English language words weren't coming to your head uh, now then we're at the doctor's office uh, <laughs> it's so funny it was so funny man it's crazy Kati says hey Sarah it's Kati how are you I'm pretty good raisin oh how are you raisin man I will say that I don't want to do what you guys are doing Awesome. What, what, oh, I'm going to put on a different <laughs> shirt. I'm, I'm boiling. You're too hot. Yeah. But, cool. you know, I wanted to wear yeah. a cool shirt for the podcast. I'm just going to show it to the camera one more time. Yeah. Sarah bought me this. I got Deli that for Sam for his birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We were all shirtless earlier, and I thought, ooh, if we got on shirtless, it would be kind of sexy. It would kill. Yeah. I took a video a of it, and I thought of posting it to Instagram, but I was like, what am I trying to do? Is trying to do sexy Instagram? Like, if you want to be sexy on Instagram, then. I mean, we could have gone for it. Could have gone for we it. You can start any day you want. Yeah. You really can start any day you want. Um, man, I just had I I got I've been getting I've been getting tweet and Instagram policed. Oh yeah, cuz yeah. like your likes when I'm like you like Well, you oh, you yeah. like police me, but also then I posted st- I posted some stuff yesterday that got that got policed. You know, someone was like don't do that. Don't post this. I took it off. That's I, funny. Right before the show, you guys said take yep. this off. Yep. Yeah. I just keep getting tweet policed. Yep. And how does that make you feel? It makes me feel really bad. I feel really no embarrassed. Way. It really gets so to me. Eating just the rice? No one's... Oh, yes, you can have a little bit. I have, been, <laughs> I have been posting a lot of selfies. I'm looking... You know, feeling good. It's the summer, but... Yeah. Well, that makes me feel bad because it's not as if I, like, saw the thing... Can we say the thing that you just tweeted and deleted? It, you, you know, on, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'll just say that without context, it sounds bad, but there's like a con or like there was a context I was trying to get at. Yes. No. And I got that. But that's why I'll explain what it was. It was a photo set of a hot girl. And it says like, this woman takes your order. What are you doing? Or something like yeah, at a restaurant. And she, and she looks, she's like a restaurant server and she's really hot. And she's hot. And Felipe said, I would have sex with her as like his uh, quote tweet thing on it. And uh, I get that the joke, because it's like, that's the whole point of the question is like, this person's so hot and you want to have sex with them. So what are you going to do? Right. And so you're just like being really on the nose and like flattening the whole thing. Um, but yeah, it sounded weird. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, it's like, it's it's fine. I, I would rather my friends tell me if exactly. I should take something off, but I would rather I just not have tweeted it. It's not that I'm mad. I mean, like, obviously there's a sting at the beginning. You think, oh, leave me alone. It's fine. But then there's the worst part, which is this self-hate that creeps in afterwards Mm -hmm. i'm a loser i'm worthless i shouldn't be alive all those (laughs) questions Mm -hmm. (sighs) um has been posting that wait wait what tweets got police so the one that we just said get with the program julia i know there's a delay to the twitch but But you could at least think into the you could at least guess if they get to it or yeah yeah, and then i'll ask if they don't i'm just joking julia oh he's just joking yeah i know there's a delay i know there's a delay um, but yeah, and then you like policed me. What was it? No, I do you remember it. Honestly, it, it was <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I feel like I, it's bad that people can see your likes. I'm like, have to be, you have to be so strategic about your likes, but it's like, you don't want everybody to see what you're liking. 
why no. would it come up? No. And I feel like I can like tell who, especially guys, I can tell who they have a crush on based on the likes and stuff. <laughs> they're liking just, trash tweets. Yes, they're liking trash tweets and it's just too many of the same person in a row where you're like, this has got to be about something else. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. not, You're not well, that good friends with this person. I mean, that's what I was suggesting about that person asking a date who keeps liking every single one of my tweets and, and like, I was treated like a strange insult <laughs> for even thinking that. <laughs> Likes everyone of my tweets. <laughs> often retweeting me. Often yeah. retweeting me. Like a three to four batting average. Like every four tweet. Every like retweets like okay two, half of my tweets they retweet. That's a lot. About retweet. full retweet. Full retweet. It's like you said no to a date and now you're retweeting me. What's going on? What do you think about that, Sam? Sam's kind of love guru on the show. Yeah. I think you guys have terrifying little minds. Sam <laughs> <laughs> yeah. likes when someone says a good job. He says, thank you very much. And then he feels good. And then he walks in and he has sex with someone. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Me and Sarah are like two Gordian knots. And you're, <laughs> and you're uh, a Roman legionnaire with exactly. a single, a single s- string that leads exactly. you out of the labyrinth, the Minotaur's labyrinth. <laughs> And you're like, oh, I hate myself so much because I'm so smart and I think about shit all the time. When you don't realize that I've actually done the work to actually be like, no, these thoughts are bad and they're and they're self harming and they're stupid. And actually, the smarter thing to do is to like moderate and get in control over your mind. Did you know that? That sounds stupid. (laughs) I didn't know that he did that. No, me neither. It didn't even occur to me. When were you doing that? When we when I. What was where was I? What was I doing? <laughs> you were I don't doing know. That. <laughs> I don't know what you were got. What you were doing? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> There's the concept that um, depressed people are smarter. Yeah. Is like a thing that's like from the West, and it, and it's a Renaissance concept. Mm, and you and you pull so much from the East. Exactly. You pull yeah. all this wisdom yeah. from the East. Yeah, like ninjutsu <laughs> and, yeah. and, and like flowy yeah. uh, cloth. Wearing a lot of flowy cloth around <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think that you're right. But, you know, I'm not depressed. Yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah. depressed. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. I do think it's worth dwelling on... Um, what? Petty anxieties and neuroses. It I makes Sarah stand up really good. It, Thank you. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Totally. And it makes us these uh, magnetic presences on the podcast as yes. well. Man, I really got into a, like a <laughs> vortex of unhappiness after the show because my head was hurting so badly. And like when you're when you feel pain in your brain, it also gives you like a psychic pain where you're like, oh, maybe I'll just lose my mind. Maybe your I'll forget th- all my memories. And your thoughts hurt. Yeah, my thoughts hurt. Exactly. So I was really upset. And then I also just felt this frustration that I was like, so I'm just a weird feeling like, why did I get up in front of 30 people and just tell them all that stuff? What the fuck? Why, what was that for? That was mm. weird. <laughs> mm. And then just like an awkward feeling. And then another feeling, it sort of passes and I'm like, oh, because it doesn't matter whether you tell everybody things about you or not. It just couldn't, it makes yeah. no difference. So do whatever you feel like. Um, but I often get a bad feeling because my stand-up is so personal. In the like hour before it's time to do the show, I'm like, I don't want, what am I going to talk about? Complain about something my friend did? They, It's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> I don't need to go up there and say anything about that. Yeah, well, I think I think stand up. You always have to um, say you always inevitably end up saying things that you don't really feel. Yeah, or that are more extreme versions of what you feel. Yeah, you can eat that. You can eat that. It's actually a piece of cauliflower. It's a piece of cauliflower. Mm. Mmm. How does it taste? Is it spicy? It's more sweet than spicy, but it's got a little spice. Yeah. Uh, Mm. How does it taste? I could tell you were nervous before the show. Yes. 
well, how could you tell? Because I wasn't being fun. You guys weren't being fun either. You were a little. You were a little um, shut down a little bit. You know, mm, like okay. a little sort of quiet. And I could tell your thoughts were in their places. And I, I kept bugging you about getting a cool shirt. Oh yeah, and I, that's I, I right. Could, I could tell you you weren't too happy about that. No, I think that's <laughs> wrong. I, I didn't care about that. Oh um, really? Yeah. And I didn't care about being asked to do different things. I found it difficult. To, I find it difficult to talk to you before I do stand up, where I just like suddenly they come up to you and they want to chat about who even fucking knows, <laughs> like yeah. random ass Some shit you yeah. want to talk about that I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like my mind's kind of blank, which I don't like because it's the whole stand up show universe is hanging out yeah. and being able to talk to people. Yeah, but it's so normal before the show. You got to get in the zone. Yeah. And then after the show, you chill out, you have a few drinks. You drink, you smoke 15 cigarettes, get a migraine, throw up. Yeah. <laughs> you find, good. You find a, uh, a 20, 22 year old yeah. girl who's just entered the scene. Yep. And yeah. You try and talk right. to them yeah. for as long as possible. You just, yeah. you just corner someone. <laughs> you you keep arguing with them about if they corner, like the show or not. You corner, <laughs> you corner a person, person and tell them your credits over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you start complaining about things that happen on the internet. <laughs> What a crazy weekend. And then I'm, I'm not going to get into all the details of it because you guys already know the story and the whole thing. But then oh, my God. I wish you could tell the whole thing. But can you? I'll tell some abbreviated version of it. But I feel bad about it for the reason I already said. And also, if this person heard it, then you would be that shit would really, out of luck. Yeah, that would really kind of fuck us. But I went to, uh, I'm trying to rent a space to do performances in Brooklyn with a couple of other people. And uh, I had to go and kind of close the deal today. And I really didn't want to go alone because I'm really not good at negotiating. And like, I just knew I was going to get like weird shit thrown at me that I was just going to be like, okay, awesome. Yeah, perfect. Like, I'll, where do I sign? Like, kind of attitude. And I'm just, I suck at that. And then it was so much more bizarre than I even expected and involved like the... I feel like I shouldn't even say it because I don't want him to hear it, but it, it was really... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Close. I told that the story. I told that so the close. story. You'd have to text me to find out what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, you know, a part of me hopes that it falls through so that you can tell I the can story. I can tell the story. We, that, should, pretty we, should, funny. we should have a Patreon with a punishing level of, like, pay, monthly payment. Oh, my God. $100 yeah. a yes. month? And it's, yeah. like, it's really only for, like, two people yes. who really yeah. want to. I mean, honestly, text. they could just text us yeah. instead of paying us. It's up. funny for Julia to say, oh, my God, I need to know, because Julia's part of the space, and I haven't even told any of our investors <laughs> about what happened but there's a whole other set of stipulations i didn't even know about julia so I'll <laughs> I'll funny. You know. it's really funny it's so so funny fuck um, yeah. oh man i really wish it's exactly the kind of story i would love to hear to do it'd be great on a podcast if i wish see a listener the podcast um Anyway, so that kind of brought me down and it's crazy going back into this like post pandemic world and just being like, damn, I got to like have this whole external life. I've just been living a domestic life for a year now. Like, who am I? So I had to do this show. I had this crazy, got this migraine. I was kind of aggro about responding to people's feedback. And then I thought I was going to have this space and that it was just going to be easy, perfect, done today. And then it was crazy. And I was just like, damn, I don't, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. Listen to a podcast. Yeah. Well, we, you know, now we're here and we're relaxing, mm -hmm. I'd say. Half in, home, half out, sort of. Yeah, yeah. so I hope that you can kind of, like, I hope that today, right now, is an opportunity to unwind. Yeah. What if we right. had some little mixed drinks afterwards? That'd be cool. Speaking of. That'd be cool. You know, we get no. a little mojito. Hell yeah. We make a little thing, and then we watch a little episode of something after yeah. this. Ooh, I like that. Well, you, you guys know I got to stay up. 
to go to the oh my the god Islamic yeah yeah <laughs> now Sam, yeah i do sam's turning muslim tonight why tonight what are you doing i'm getting my second dose wow tonight funny. at the islamic center in south brooklyn we see oh, the cool. time 12 30 a.m that's awesome midnight it's, yeah. a, it's insane that you have to go at midnight to get the second dose it's what allah wants <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna show up correct, you know. Yeah, respectful, respectful, respectful like. Yes. Yeah. yeah, taking off my shoes you gotta and take stuff. Off your shoes, my yeah, man. I haven't eaten pork all week. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta answer the call to vaccine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming up, throwing out some salam alaikum. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They kick me out immediately. Exactly. So we all were supposed to have read an article for the show this week. <laughs> yep. Did you read it? I uh, yes. It was good. <laughs> I yeah. it. The reason why I wasn't here for the whole hour before the podcast is because I was in my room reading it. That's Are you joking? Funny. Not joking. That rocks. Well, that's good. You got to do the homework. Got to do the homework. And I've, and I've wiped it from my boy, mind. But though. I do get the homework done anyways. Yeah. You know? I'll say this: I loved reading it, but I on, another part of me was like, uh, how much, how much more, how much newer is this than what I've already heard about this topic, which we're about to uh, explain. Totally. It made me feel happy that we're not like think piece essay writers who are just constantly trying to harvest the cultural landscape for like, I mean, I guess we sort of are, but to do an essay about how this small part of our culture reveals this larger truth about humanity in our time, like you can only really um, open that shit up and like break that shit down so many ways. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's true. Especially, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And just like that fucking shit is just like you bring it up and the shit, and then you just fuck around, with it and, and then the shit comes down. That's you know? right. You just, you just like pull We're out the best sh- podcast. You just pull out a shit. You put out a shitload of different shit, and you yeah. just fuck around. Isn't yeah, that? change the way people see the world. Well, the thing is that like when you write thing pieces, you have to come up with some new shit no one's ever heard. Yeah, yeah, um, that fresh shit. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. You have you guys heard this new podcast? It's called Raisin in Arena. Right. It's they're really smart. <laughs> they're like above the discourse. They're sort of like on the outside of the discourse, like looking in, and they're like commenting on discourse. <laughs> they're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and they read a ton. Any topic they cut right to the center. It's just, it's just distilled like a diamond. Oh like every topic <laughs> they hit. <laughs> 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 oh, what I was going to say is that the difference is that with stand-up, like it literally doesn't matter if you're talking about something that someone's already talked about. If the if the joke, you can find a new way to joke about it. Joke is funny. So it's like the subject can be, you know, it's like you've yes. heard it a million times, but if you find a good joke on yes. it, you can talk about dating or whatever. Talk about the time I go to Starbucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But we think pieces. It's like, oh my god, okay, social media is doing what now? Ruining our lives. Yeah. Okay. okay well, here's how why it's actually not. Yeah. And it's bringing us closer together. Oh, yeah. but here's how why that's not true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it smart, Sam? Am I saying something? Yeah, it's yeah. smart. It's smart. <laughs> yeah, it's filled with like a bunch of of logical bait and switches, and also I also dislike the need for the personal to enter into every think piece essay Mm -hmm. and i i think it's i think too many good points are burdened by personal anecdotes and personal biographies being brought in and i'm just like just give Mm -hmm. me the numbers wait hold on i want to hear the numbers i'm finding myself in the middle of a of a thing i don't believe i love good essay writing no i love reading good essays and i like i personally like you know essays that bring the beautiful Yes. yes yes but i guess i What's up? It's so hot. I'm. And by the end of the podcast, I'm gonna be so unhappy. I'm so hot. No, my the headphones <laughs> are like boiling my ears. Why, why don't you switch with me? <laughs> oh my god, it's hot. I'm gonna come into this this hot ass couch. So this hot. I might actually take off my shirt. It's, hell. it's too hot. It's hell sitting on the couch. I love. Yeah, no, I love it when it's we, hot. Though. We oh picked the worst couch Jesus to do this. Christ. Next week, can we do it over there? Uh, sure. I mean, what would be... Oh, because the, um, the air is... Oh, you know what we need is like a little fan or something. All right, let's get... I'm going to get a little bit of... I'm going to a little bit of Harper's Magazine, last that's week. That's right. So that's what we were reading. What's the article called? Sorry, TikTok. if I sit here, though, I get to eat a little it's bit. It's called TikTok? You can eat one piece of the chicken. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Letter to LA. It's called Letter to LA? It's in brackets for some reason. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe they do a column every week that's it, called Letter to LA. Oh, because it's not really a letter. No. And it didn't seem to be all about Los Angeles, but I guess that's where some of those TikTok houses are. It was about being a TikTok guy. And um, all right, I'll give this a sum up. Uh, about We're here with you, though. We'll help. Ta- yeah. Just tap yeah. us in whenever you need it. Yeah, so what was it about? <laughs> <laughs> so the writer... Wait, do, are you joking? No, I know what it's about. Okay, um, <laughs> the writer goes into one of these like TikTok houses where they just like do content and like six guys with... I don't even... He didn't even say how many followers they had on the platform. Like come together and there's like a either a media company or a brand that kind of controls it and or the TikTokers can organize it themselves but in this case it was like a media company that was like incubating these like 20 year old guys to help them like see if they could really become like famous self-sustaining TikTok influencers um and this guy who's a professor was just staying with them and learning about what that's like and he has all these anxieties because his students seem so consumed by um misery over social media I guess um so that was his interest in it. The saddest fact in that article is that the professor at some point makes a remark that he makes um, less than like $50,000 a year or something or less than 70000 And he's a professor. And that made me sad. Yeah. He should ask for it for Yeah. Money. Well, the, the fact that he's a professor is key to the story because – and this gets back to the personal part, which I think he did a good job at times linking thematically, which is that he – it's all about, you know, he wanted to become a professor so that he could influence young people. And, and he believes in the project of like, of like growing the mind and about education as a form of like creating good citizens and, and whole people. And so he, came, he became this professor to be able to reach young people. And the irony of like the fact that he doesn't really do that at school and that the TikTokers are really the people that are reaching young people. And, and then there's all this stuff about 
how his own school is getting like budget cuts and how he's up for like a prof- to get a more stable he's up for like a pay raise or something like that mm-hmm. like he's gonna get promoted but so he's scared to be in their TikToks and and it's about his economic precarity and the TikTokers economic precarity and sort of comparing how they're both sort of they both kind of do the same things but are very different versions of the same things so that that's all linked in there uh, what was your takeaway because now i'm trying to like i feel like i read it and now i'm like well, i'm trying to remember things about it but i'm drawing a blank a little bit <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah so if you guys what was the big takeaway or your takeaway mm. what i liked about it and i and he says this is one of the takeaways but it comes to me personally far too late in the essay what he says is that huh. TikTok huh. is kind of emblematic of the the economy as a whole and that the TikTok is like and the internet in general is like the wild west it's like there are no rules uh people come with he he links it to the to the gold oh, rush the gold like rush, yeah. people come with like a knapsack in their hand and they go into the onto the internet and they like there's a there's a myth that it's been being becoming a celebrity has been democratized so everyone's trying to like cash in on this in this like completely like deregulated very brutal wild west world which is the internet and like social media and in in trying to become an influencer on social media and he's like it's like what's happened to our economy in our in in our wider lives which is that the economy has been like completely deregulated the only thing young children know now and what makes you you become a citizen that the sort of what's required to be a citizen is just being able to compete in like the most brutal economy that like any generation in America has experienced and that um, everyone's in in an incredibly economically precarious situation. Yeah. Hmm. There's one more thing, but I'm blanking on what it was. What I thought was interesting. Oh, sorry. I remember. And that the, the, the like personal and the public have been completely like erased both like in TikTok world because like you're supposed to like like broadcast every part of your life and stuff but also like in the wider economy with like working from home and like you're supposed to be at your job like all the time and that like you email on weekends and that kind of thing like like there's no there's no um division between the personal and 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 like public work yeah that's right um I think that's a good summation of it. I think that the part that I thought was interesting about it was that, I mean, Felipe talked about this, that like around talking about like what characterizes Gen Z, there's so much about how they're the most activist generation ever. They're so informed. They like want to be able to vote at 16 because they know so much about the issues. And then on the other hand, like somehow on the same spectrum of like highly engaged internet native young people is like these people who are their artwork has nothing it's like completely vapid and hollow and then there's the part about um where they're like oh what's so great about tiktok is like the government is scared of us because like we have a voice and the government's scared of like people being able to talk and like we can finally all have a voice on the internet and all hear each other and before tiktok existed we couldn't hear what every person had to say and now we can but then they make this point that like none of them ever makes any political position known on their platform because they want to appeal to brands um and sponsors and stuff like that and 
they just had no real like they had sort of vague political concepts like in their consciousness about like liberation and uh, people's rights but like no idea how to connect all the dots into what that means or how to act and they were even talking about like one of them had become like, convinced of some kind of QAnon conspiracy because it was like a video he saw on YouTube that kept, kept getting deleted and he was convinced that because it kept getting deleted that meant that it was something really important and this was like the manager of that, the people was it, was it the yeah. manager or was yeah. it one of the one I, of the performers I think it was like one of the managers because they're also right. managed by people who are like 24 yes. and 25 and they all get kicked out of the TikTok house like six weeks after the article um, was being worked on because they just aren't financially viable enough. And are you serious? Mm-hmm. It's like one sentence. Yeah, in the article. It's, it yeah. was funny how quickly. Oh, it's, no, but I think yeah, I think that was sort of my takeaway, which is like there's there's all this. I mean, obviously, I think it's like real PR speak about like Gen Z and how oh my god, my worst nightmares come true. Sam has left the couch. It's <laughs> never so, so hot. So hot. It's yeah. unbelievable that, that we're even continuing to do the show and like hot cold in this room. I'm just like honestly, uh. it's. It's really. I hot. can't believe. Part of me was like, I'm gonna ask that we just stop doing the episode, but we have to. <laughs> Are you really that hot? I'm like hot enough that I don't feel like talking. Well, but, yeah. well, I was just gonna say that um, that I, I mean I do think it's a lot of PR speak, but this idea that like Gen Z is like especially uh, voice like voice that they have a generation with more of a voice than any other because of social media, but actually that ironically it's the exact opposite, which is that like because because they're so exposed. I mean I think this is true of us too. Um, us in the particular and us in the general but like because you're so exposed <clears throat> as like a public person all the time you actually you actually self-censor for 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 a system of incentives that you know it's like totally. you don't want to get fired totally. or you, you want to totally. be like economically viable so actually like gen z is is or 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 this particular the sort of like very online gen z is is um is the opposite of like yeah. empowered and given a voice yeah. Ironically. Um, it reminds me that there was that elder millennial discourse going on on Twitter this week, which I didn't read. Oh, the geriatric millennials? Yeah, geriatric millennials. It was <laughs> making me mad. It all just seems so self-involved that I was like, what is it with people needing to like care about what generation they're in and what that means about them? And I know it's like similar thing. I like astrology and I like talking about myself, thinking about who I am. But something about just doing it in those generational terms, I was just like, who gives a fuck? Like really, older older millennials like have some shit to say and feel like they're not being represented fairly. How are they even thinking about that? Well, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I think it is kind of related to to the to uh, an eco- economic precarity. I mean, this is a thing that one of the that Matt Christmas says all the time. But he's like, the reason that clout is important is because it's your only way to guarantee that you, if you ever get sick, you'll have people to f- like fund to go fund me for mm. you. So it's like, it's the, it's a replacement for healthcare. And it's like, yeah, you age out, you stop being cool and you're like not, and then you can't be tapped into this like influence economy anymore. Cause you don't, you can't influence people. Um, yeah. so I think there's a little bit of anxiety. I mean, in, in our world there is definitely cause we're I don't know. We like we want to be performers, or we are surrounded by performers. And if you're on Twitter, everybody on there is a performer or a writer or something. And as they feel themselves getting older, they're like, "Fuck! Like I'm, I can't. How am I going to make a living or 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 be affirmed as a person whose thoughts and ideas are valuable? And Yikes. you don't have the Yikes. other shit Yikes. that Yikes. makes your life. You know, it's like I can't have a kid because it's too expensive. Or so you know, the only yeah. thing you have is being cool and getting a lot of likes. And that. That man, that's a thin reed to lean on. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It makes me think of this. I was at a party like six years ago or something, and I was drunk and I was being annoying. And uh, I was talking to someone, 
who for some reason I was just stuck on wanting to have this conversation with them about like similar to the arguing about the getting a compliment or something where I was just I kept being like what will I do if I if I never have any success like artistically or creatively how will that be okay how will I be happy what will I arrange my life around and the person just kept insisting with me no but you just will be successful but you just will be successful but you just will be successful <laughs> and it was like really pissing me off because wow. I was drunk and I was getting angry and angry and I was like but what if I don't but what if I don't what if I don't like what then well what then and so this conversation just reminds me of that same energy um when I'm just like, huh, yeah, I don't have that framework ready to go. Because I think part of like when you start building the framework of what you'll do when you give up on your dream, that's uh, not a good feeling. So it's something that you... Yeah, you're, bu you're building the, the life raft. Yeah, you're exactly. Building the life you're going to get on it. So yeah. yeah, it's like you just can't think about you're it, but it's kind of a raft. scary feeling of being yeah. like, I don't know, you're just like laying in bed like, oh, okay. So in 10 years, what am I going to tell myself is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think those influencer houses are... Or f I mean, I think they are. It is a thing. I hate to say, like, I feel old because I don't get them, but they are. I guess I just because I don't watch that kind of TikTok. Like, they are. They are. They do feel a little like removed from something I would understand. Like, it's like, oh, there's there's a funny. You get a bunch of Jack twenty year olds to do dances, and somehow like millions of dollars are produced, um, and like <laughs> viewership and stuff. And I get it. It's not, you know, I, I, I understand cerebrally what that's about, but, um, there's something like, I don't know, yeah. especially like, especially sort of flummoxing about it. I'd um, like to say there is something especially because, but I, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I don't know if it's true either. And I struggle with it because I just remember being a kid and me and my mom just loved watching the real housewives of every city and my dad just always being like this is like totally empty there's nothing here you're wasting your lives like watching this stuff and well we were enjoying watching it so like no in a sense but like i am familiar obviously with just like the critique of culture as being hollow and pointless and like cynical cash grabs um so then to accuse the thing that i don't like of being that is like no nah, you're just old and you don't yeah you, you don't, don't want to yeah, do the new totally. thing but there also is a scary feeling where it's like no but isn't this worse isn't this an escalated form isn't this like to an extreme like the dancing is not good the original dances are usually good but then the tiktok influencers copy the dances that's well, not I mean, a, it's not, what is that? They're, they're like, I mean, I guess the closest it is, it's like they're kind of models. They're good looking and, and yeah. they just like show their body and they, and they're. But what also confuses me about that is I don't even think if I was a teenager, I'd be into that because I think I would just be jealous of people who are that hot and sort of well-adjusted and cute and like selling themselves in that way. And I wouldn't want to watch it because I would be upset by it. So, and I think that that's, isn't that in the article or maybe it's in another article I read? Oh yeah, I read another article this week that was about jealousy. And it was saying how like so many women influencers, their comments are just full of like other women being like, fuck you for being so gorgeous and amazing. <laughs> uh, and there is energy that's like, I hate you, I hate you. You're the greatest, I want to be you, but I wish that you were dead, like wow. kind of thing. What, a, what, a, what an erotic experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's really crazy. And so that's, I think the most confusing part to me is I'm like, I don't feel happy looking at beautiful, perfect images of sexy young people dancing. Like, that makes me feel well, I mean, stupid. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we're not also not Ugly. the audience for it. Yeah. I guess not, but there's a massive audience for it. And I consider myself to be a normal person and with normative tastes. I love what... I mean, I love watching... Like what kind of stuff? Um, ba <laughs> basketball, NBA. Like, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> can't turn it off. <laughs> cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> the I see. Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> well... Julia says she, I watch a lot of TikToks, LOL. I... Wait, what are you going to say, Sam? Yeah, what are you going to say? Well, I was going to say, like... <clears throat> 
I think you're what the article made me feel at a personal level was sadness about the stuff that I care about and that I'm trying to do because it's like your dreams have to like update with the times like I wanted to when I was a child I wanted to like be in movies and make movies and still like fundamentally to this day what I want to do is be in and make and like be around like movies because movies mattered to me so much when I was a child and yes. movies suck now and like the uh, the movies that I like like I don't I don't I don't see movies getting made that I'm like oh that's like a a thing I want to be a part of and then I'm yeah. like well maybe I want to be in television and then I was like maybe I want to make prestige television but I, but in a sense I've been sold the same sort of dream that's been concocted in like a marketing room about yeah. what it's like to be a person who works in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm chasing that as well. Just like, just like these people who want to be like celebrities. That's funny. I think of all the time, whenever anybody gets their like New Yorker write up and they like, will be on Instagram. Like I finally got described by the New Yorker. You know, there's this fantasy of like the way you walk through a room and the stuff that you wear and yeah. they notice you and they finally write yeah, it up. Yeah. It's like he, he came in and he was so aloof or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was aloof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. They saw yeah. me. Yeah. That that's like a fantasy that I've been sold. That's not a TikTok video, but it's like when I do, when I vision envision the future, I'm like, I gotta get that. I got to get that an article like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think on a personal level for me, what I got was like, I, I think, I think you, I think he was describing a lot was like the anxiety that he sees his students feeling. Uh, and he describes it as an anxiety of not being able to get something you don't know. You don't know how to get, mm. you want something you don't know how to get. And he's, and he's talking about this feeling like, Oh, I can't like social media. There's all, like all this glamor and beauty. And like, I, and it feels like I could have it. Like I could just put the f camera and I could film myself and it could happen, but I, I don't know how to do it. And, and it's like, it, it kind of, it's anxiety making. And, um, and he, he was talking he was basically being like oh kind of the way out of that feeling is basically like books like reading books or he's like there's mm -hmm. books describe all of these feelings of sadness that 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 these kids in his class are feeling and and um i don't know i i guess maybe i'm saying something simple which is that like it's true that like uh i, I do reading books yeah awesome. i mean that's like i guess that's the stupid yeah. version i guess the smarter version is like uh, you know, you like get a little bit of perspective or you remember that there are all these other things that are really like transcendent um, that yeah. that bring you out of this like circle. But I, I do feel often like I'm in the circle and then having being reminded that like I think I think my feeling is like oh, if I'm out of social media, if I'm out of this sort of treadmill, I stop sort of being a person like I stop existing in a way. Uh, and the reason why is that because I'm on social media all the time. People don't exist to me unless they're there as well. And so I think, well, if I was out of here, I would just stop existing. And but then it's like it's it's so stupid to say because it's obvious. But, you know, someone reminds you like, no, you, you actually don't. You actually become more of a person by sitting down and, and reading a book and like and not doing all that stuff. It sounds insane, right? Because it's like everybody knows that you shouldn't be on social yes. media all the time. But you kind of forget and you. It's like your life, a different life exists on there. That is your life. Yeah. Yes. Or like my phone to me, my life, part of my life is inside of my phone. And so I have to be looking at it because that's where my life is happening. Yeah. 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 So I guess um, 
I was like, I should just start reading some books again. I've been, I've been <laughs> reading the same books for like months <laughs> for and I years. can't finish them. Aww. I think I just don't like them that much or I've just lost steam or maybe I'm just not making time to read. But Yeah. I want to say something about Sam finding movies to be boring. I saw on Instagram a video of like I follow a mom who was showing her daughter on Little Hall Shop of Horrors for the first time. And the kid was watching the screen like wide eyed like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it made me so jealous because I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember being a kid seeing like weird movies for the first time. being like, yes. I have no idea yes. what's going to happen. Yeah. What the fuck? Yes. Like and it's just everything is surprising and new and original and, and fantastic. And you're like, man, human creativity knows no limits. And then like yes. then you watch enough movies. Movies and then just by nature of having seen a bunch of stuff, it's harder to be surprised because you're not a child. Um, but mm-hmm. then also, there's so many boring movies that get made mm-hmm. that totally, yeah, it totally. just really made me really jealous for feeling like lit up by watching something totally. weird. Yeah, and, and how movie, how much movies shaped the like the the piping of my own imagination, like yeah. the plumbing, like the when I imagine things, it's like cinematic and like in a movie, like. And I would spend so much time as a child, like outside running around, imagining that I was doing stuff that I had seen in movies and fighting people and orcs. And and like I would choreograph these really, really like complex, like fight scenes in my head and play them out over and over. And it was just like it's just felt to me like movies was. Yeah, they just like built the landscape of my imagination and 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 now movies are actually like a really tiny part mm. of how your w- landscape yes yeah. and, and w- w- how i channel my like thoughts and feelings and i think that's okay because it's like you grow older and your la- you, it gets bigger like your world yeah. and the things you experience gets bigger and it's and it's not just the five movies that you owned in your house as a kid yeah. that are like Toy Story and like Ever yeah. After or whatever. Yeah, you're talking about this like beautiful like mental edifice and it's just like like little Nikki yes. and like yeah. uh, like a bunch of Adam Sandler movies yeah. you watched when you were 10. Totally. Yeah. That's totally. funny. Yeah, it is interesting because now having Letterboxd, I'm able to see how many movies a lot of people that we know watch all the time. There's really a lot of people out here watching a movie every single day. And there was a time in my life when I was doing that. And I wonder if I had kept up the rate of movie watching that high for the last several years, if I would feel differently or what I would think or... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I find that movies have the quality that books that you're describing, the author was saying about books, which is they do get me to, like, slow down and pay attention to mm. something for a, a long period of time. And, and uh, yeah, I think they do... Good movies, like, do describe experiences that one has in their real life and to see them reflected in a piece of art gives you perspective on your own experience. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get mad at a movie that I'm watching that's not reflecting my own life. (laughs) (laughs) Like Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Godzilla versus Kong. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't have that. I don't have a lightsaber Mm -hmm. technology in my life. Yeah. Like Lars and the Real Girl. You didn't like that? Doesn't, I don't relate to that. You couldn't relate to being in love with a sex doll? Mm Mm-mm. Why not? I mean, you know, you can... You can be in love mm-hmm. with all sorts of inanimate mm-hmm. objects. Not me. No. I don't relate to that. Really? No. What if it was a male sex doll? What if it, if it was a person? Huh. If it was, yeah. Could you fall in, sub, fall in love with someone who looked like me, but I was like this? <laughs> you can't Sam's see Sam. Sam's on camera, but he's doing a funny... He looks like a sex doll. I'm he's opening a sex yeah. doll face. No, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Sex doll. 
Lars yeah. and the real girl. Have okay, so when I came across these pictures that I didn't realize this was a form of porn or but but a a, a male actor has sex with a sex doll that's completely transparent <gasps> so you can see oh my God. his penis like huh. inside of the sex doll and you can see like how far in it goes huh. and like and that's a thing that's huh. interesting yeah that's interesting yeah and you'll never guess how far it goes in <laughs> i bet i would the whole way right yeah all the way up <laughs> to, the, to the top of the head so <laughs> So you're just imagining and how it, much pleasure that well, transparent Well, actually what happens is once the the penis goes inside, it's like water and it expands to fill the oh the shape God. of the container it's in. Oh my god. Wow. And the penis just fills up wow. the entire transparent doll. Oh wow. Huh. I'm yeah. a, now I'm getting this fetish. Yes. Now I'm understanding <laughs> and family understanding. Wow. That would be awesome if that happened. If your girlfriend was totally transparent <laughs> and you could see her organs and her brain and the, the nerves and her eyeballs and stuff. And her thoughts. And her and thoughts. You'd be interested in her thoughts, too. Oh, my God. As a guy, yeah. that would be big. No, what a woman was Because I never know what women are thinking. <laughs> yes. They're like yeah. Rubik's Cubes to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I wish I had a clear girlfriend. <laughs> a clear girlfriend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when she's eating, you can see the food getting chewed up and swallowed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And then, but uh, if you took her to parties, other people couldn't see her because she's transparent, she's yeah. invisible. So then you could you could flirt with other people, you know. Yeah. Or if you were at the beach and you wanted to see a girl with big breasts behind her, you just you could see right you through could just your girlfriend. You could be like, "I'm looking at you, baby. I love you." Yes. You're Meanwhile, your face. you're checking out a big pair of jugs. People in the comments are saying that it's as if Sam <laughs> is the point of view of the whole. Yeah. Like you were inside your, I don't understand it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, POV, you're Sam. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Wait, Why what would I kiss that? you? Why would oh, I kiss you're kissing you? I was kissing the camera. <laughs> yeah, that's what you would do. Yeah. Because oh, you like man. me. We were making oh, out of the show last night. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> if you guys knew what it was like in this room, you wouldn't want to be, you wouldn't be like, oh, I want to be on the podcast. It's hot. It's not fun. Sam's putting the microphone no, in front of the camera. So it's it fun to be on the podcast. No, it's not. This is this is my pupy, and I keep I look I keep looking to Sarah, and then I keep looking over to the food that's on the table. He wants to eat all my scraps. <laughs> <laughs> to see if she'll notice if yeah. I eat Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, flip me that. off. What? what? No. Hey, well, we're just doing the podcast. Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's so, so warm. It's, it's so yes, but it's just barely like it's just blowing like a little. The, uh, oh. No. Oh my god, the sweat in my leg. Will, t- Will took her 15 showers today. <laughs> yeah, this is this sucks. I'm not doing this show anymore. It's gonna be like this. It's yeah, we may have to go back to streaming it in our separate rooms. No, what are you talking about? Also, um, we got ten, we got 10 minutes more. Let's make them okay. count. Let's, Let's make them count. count. Let's make them count. Make yeah. count. <laughs> Wait, now I'm the only one in the camera. That's not what I want. <laughs> you, you all mind if I do it laying down like this, kind of like I'll an Odalisque? 
You'll Felipe, mind. can you take the podcast a little seriously, please? We have 10 <laughs> minutes left. Button up your shirt. Yeah. No. Sit, up, Sit straight, up straight. This is how I have start fun. start doing some riffs. This is how I riff. <laughs> you know I riff when I'm laying down in the morning. So, Sarah, what was going through your head when Felipe and I were talking about looking through a transparent girlfriend to see the breasts yes. of a different woman? Um, what was going through your head? Were you thinking, I... It was a mistake to do this, to be on the podcast. Yeah, I was thinking about the statement I'm going to have to make in 10 years when I'm successful. You guys have nothing. And no one even knows who you are, but it's like, oh, yeah, she used to be friends with these two guys. And they said this. And not to say I wasn't paying attention or I didn't notice that. No, Sarah, the only statements you're going to have to make about the things we are saying today are statements of appreciation, affirmation, and oh. gratefulness. You're going to say, I'm so glad that they shared that opinion. You should have been opinion. in the room with them back in 2021, man. <laughs> That's, you think they're funny now? <laughs> you should have been there. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. now, and now they're, and now they're They'd dead. They'd say anything. And now they're dead. <laughs> they both, now they're dead. They both touched a, they both touched a power line. Yeah. And they got electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. Be sad. Isn't? I was just thinking about Lightning McQueen. He's so funny looking. Liking huh. McQueen? Lightning McQueen. McQueen. Oh. Dude, you're always talking about this. I love Lightning McQueen. It's like a little cute. He's They're like a little car. Am I really? Yeah, dude. You were always talking about I, how you like that Lightning McQueen looks. Lightning McQueen is like a little, he's like cute. And, I, I, <laughs> and, you get, and, in, the, and the Cars 2 trailer, he gets fucked up. He's driving and he gets absolutely wrecked. The, this is a quality. It's, it's like... Because I live with Felipe, it's like it, this quality is really compounded. That, but but like Felipe will have an anecdote on his mind that he'll like learn from. Probably it's Younger. usually a, a video that he's seen. Old. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing that's on his mind, and he will because I work from home as well. I will be the first person who hears about this thing that he wants to tell me, and then Will will get home. And I'll be, we'll all be hanging out in the living room, and he will tell the same anecdote to Will. Yeah. And wow. then later on, we'll go out to a bar, and the f w one person in the bar will show up, and it'll be me and Will, and then this person, and Felipe will <laughs> tell the anecdote then. Well, look, as and a normal person would. <laughs> and so throughout the week, I'll I'll have heard the same thing, like maybe wow. six or seven wow. times wow. <laughs> by the end of the week, when Felipe's like. Yo, have you heard of this? Like, I just watched this thing about the Sackler family, and I'll be like, I can say every part of what <laughs> you're going to say. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's why. And that, but actually, that being a person who talks through your thoughts, and I'm making this up, but it makes you actually like have your thoughts be like sharper and clearer in your mind. And it makes you, it turns you into a, a critical thinker. I made that up, but it feels right, doesn't it? You can also write write them down in a journal. <laughs> but I'm very verbal. Or you can sing a song. Mm -hmm. And I... <laughs> Wait, were you saying that because I've talked about Lightning McQueen before? No, it no. Well, I haven't heard the Lightning McQueen thing, but I have <laughs> <laughs> this, this sort of I've, thought of that. Well, the way Sarah was reacting just made me think about of all that. the times where I've been like, I'm I. 
I know what you're going to say, and I know the anecdote you're going to say, and, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm, I'm sitting so in this room. Yeah, and and it, it's so also mad. like you talk about you talk about it sharpening your mind, but it's like <laughs> no, you're saying it the exact same way every time. The script hasn't been updated. You haven't found a quicker way to get to the point. Wow. It's the same thing. I'm improving on the formula. I'm improving that's on the formula. So funny. I'm chewing on the ideas. I'm chewing on the ideas. I think I think the I remember so vividly when you got into Longmont Potion Castle. <laughs> what did I say summer, about Longmont Potion Castle? Last summer and I like heard you oh, talk about how you discovered oh, Longmont Potion Castle and you're really yeah. into it to like maybe six or seven people <laughs> in the same day and I was with you and every time and I was like so I'm funny. A, I am going to put a bullet in my own head <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny but it's funny Damn. because I, it, it's a double edged sword because I also obviously I very much love how verbal you, you are and, and it gets we me love your interest in your yes, special ideas and I, exactly and, and I also yeah. it's, a, it, it's also just because I live with you I yeah. think that I hear it that yeah. much yeah, well you know what? I'm recycling shit too it reminds me of when I came over for a dinner party here once Felipe wasn't here and I had to go do a work call during the dinner party and while I was gone um, Sam and Lena compared a series of texts that I had sent them about someone I had been dating and found out that I had sent them copy and pasted exactly <laughs> the same series of yeah. like eight That's text so messages. Funny. Yes. And I never thought, because honestly I wrote different texts for everyone that I had been talking to about it, except for Sam and Lena. Cause I was like, no way they're gonna we find, find out. Found out about well, it immediately. They found out immediately. <laughs> and then when I came back into dinner, they did a sting on me and I <laughs> fell out of my chair. I was so stunned and I like knocked a leaf off of this plant over here because that had never happened to me before. So and and a I really thought about it. And I was like, wow, was that really wrong to do? Because like, there is only, there's one account of the event and isn't it okay for me to just be like, here's the official account of the thing that yeah, happened. Yeah, this and is the press release. Yes, and everyone you gets the same the one. sent out the press packet. Why do I have to customize it for every person? I'm not doing like targeted advertising or something. Like, it's this is it. Um, but then I made me think, I was like, no, because at that point, you're not really like getting anything out of the communication of the thing. You're just like, this information has value on its own and you need it and I'm just gonna like. And is that not the case? I guess it's not the case. Like, you don't really care what happens in my dating life as just pure information it only matters as i wanted to tell you something yes but yeah. you're, you're you know sarah your texts are so personalized <laughs> and, and, and woven into them and inextricably you couldn't wash it out in the cloth is is the is the relate our relationship like individually that you have with each person you know and, and i see i look into your texts and reflected back as me you know because yeah. because <laughs> you've personalized it so well and then just here to think that i've actually received some some sort of copy some boilerplate <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly that's the magician's trick insert, insert name here yeah. <laughs> i'm so sad yeah. i love you so much insert yeah. name here. horrible you have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we're coming up on nine thirty. I know we're I know we're having a good combo, but you know, well, we finally got there. Kind of cooling down over yeah. here. Yeah, it did get cooler. Right? Yeah, because we all separated at different parts. Uh, of I'm the room. Well, I'm sitting right <laughs> near it, so yeah. that's my technique. Isn't it colder in that chair? It's colder in this chair, folks. If you're ever on the podcast, you got to get the chair. Uh, it's all hot and sticky <laughs> next to Felipe. You don't want to be near him. <laughs> I feel better than I it's did gross. before. But also I run cold in general, so 
like a snake. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, finish up by saying our big um, catchphrase that we say at the end. You guys have to stay up with me until I go to the Muslim Center. Yeah, our big catchphrase. Alaikum. We got yeah. Assalamualaikum. Okay. Um. A goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Raisin Man Arena.